0: Welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten, and I'm joined once again by Eric D. of Meth Syndicate. Yo! Welcome back. Thanks, man. It's been a long trip from Planet Hollywood back to the uh, Culture Dump studio. It's been weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's been a while. Um, today's episode is going to be... It's kind of like a very glorified version of what we do on Patreon. We have uh, one of our side series is DocuDumps, where we talk about documentaries that we like and then, you know, review them, give you all the info. Sometimes we'll post a link to them. That's all on CultureDumps, uh, Patreon, Patreon.com slash CultureDumps. But this one was such a impactful film and has such like a big legacy and some dump-worthy stuff that happened uh, to the creator that we felt like it should be an entire episode. So today... We're talking about super size me. Oof, man. <laughs> I just want everyone to know I'm a professional
1: and that I watched all of these movies yesterday on my day off. Yes.
0: And uh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it th- it is fucking pretty crazy because documentaries don't they usually I mean nowadays with streaming and stuff, it's it's a little different, but back in the day it, for a documentary to get as big as Super Size Me got wasn't common.
1: No, we noticed right away it was very guerrilla. And then it was spliced with cool footage and interviews and animations, etc. But the actual raw footage of Morgan Spurlock uh, doing the Super Size Me yeah. stuff was definitely like his girlfriend with like a little shit camera right. in the passenger seat.
0: Right, yeah, it, it's, it's... it's And that's
1: like, I mean, that's impressive. Like, that
0: shit is popular. Well, it got, it got really, really big and it had a lot of uh, impactful, you know kind of qualities about it but why is it a dump well super size me is a dump because it was a hugely successful documentary at a time when the genre was for the most part fairly unpopular the film was a commentary on america's addiction to fast food and follows one man's journey to expose the dangers of an extreme fast food diet while the film did have a positive impact overall when it came to healthier or at least perceived to be healthier options at fast food restaurants, it has since been debunked on many accounts, and its sequel, Super Size Me 2 Holy Chicken, almost never saw the light of day due to a sexual harassment scandal. Ooh. Which is like really the bread and butter of a dump. Like, holy chicken. Like, yeah, holy <laughs> yeah. chicken. Yeah, there, there's so many dumps like where it's just like creepy shit is what brought it into the dump category. See, you guys are doing a service here. I feel like there's so many people that don't know
1: that everyone's a creep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yoo-hoo. I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, file this under Yoo-hoo. Uh,
1: but, like, no one knew
0: Michael Jackson was a creep. You broke it. Yeah, yeah we broke that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. Yeah, we're like the fucking William Randolph Hearst of... Uh, creeps nice <laughs> so supersize me yeah it, like i said it, it had a it had a sequel which it's rare for a documentary to have a sequel you know what i mean again nowadays it's different like making a murder is like a million episodes back and, then though yeah back then I, there was though, a huge gap
1: obviously but still like not expected
0: right uh it, it you know it had an oscar nomination there was a spoof version um which super high me starring starring Doug Benson, where he basically takes the same McDonald's experiment, but does it for weed, which is great, which I've been doing for 10 years. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you want, I've been smoking weed for 30 days straight for like a decade. I smoke weed every meal of the day. Yeah. (laughs) It makes, it makes food taste better. So why wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. And every menu item at least once, (laughs) you know, a hundred percent, but there was porns, you know, like, 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 uh, Supersize him or supersized men. Like, there's so many different porn versions of it. Do they Uh eat? Fast food during these no well no but they eat something fast whoa that's for sure yeah (laughs) that's for sure um and there was a retort documentary um it it really made morgan spurlock the creator a household name so oh also there was a british weight loss weight loss show called um super sized me where it's like i'm really fat like let's lose some weight mate you think our creepy man's getting royalties on all that shit uh, I don't think so. I, I think that they found because, I mean, he didn't even own Super Size. So, true. You know, I, true, true, true. I think true. it's one of those things. Um, but yeah, so cause this is really an expanded version of a docu dump, but it's big enough to be a, an official dump. So, before we discuss the dump at hand, let's meet the Mick filmmaker, Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock was born November 7th, 1970, in Parkersburg, West Virginia. By all accounts, he had a relatively average childhood. He was raised by both parents in the Methodist Church and graduated from public schools. Spurlock would eventually leave his humble West Virginia hometown of Beckley to earn his BFA in film from NYU, where he was also a member of the fraternity Phi Gamma Delta. Now, him being a frat guy makes so much sense. Ooh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I <already> know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it makes so much sense. Uh, I bet he learned how to scarf down so much dog shit food in his frat. You know, where it's like, all right, you freshman scum, for the next 30 days, you're only eating McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it seems like a hazing thing that, that they would do. And also, uh, as we all know, there's some very questionable behavior in fraternities, and that will come into play later in our story. While Spurlock is most well known for his documentary work, his first passion was playwriting. He won several awards for his play *The Phoenix* in the year 2000. He also created the MTV show *I Bet You Will*, which saw many a young folk perform increasingly disgusting yet fairly harmless stunts for very small amounts of cash. Oh. Did you ever see that show? Oh, no, I never heard of it. Yeah, I, I I vaguely remember it, but I looked into it. Uh, apparently, a guy ate a worm-filled burrito for 265 bucks. Oh my god! <laughs> I would I don't think I would do that. You have to at least give me 500. Uh, like 10, like 10, 15 years ago maybe maybe (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) it depends on the size of the worms uh also a guy took nine shots of cod liver oil for 450 bucks what is so? It was like a weird fear factor, but like a cheap gambling version. Yeah, of like it, a or? guy ate a jar of mayonnaise for like one hundred and fifty bucks. Like random shit. People like do that. that shit on TikTok now, just for, for just views. For, yeah, just for the likes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you know, uh,
1: I am not surprised. Yeah. That yeah. that well, that's modern day currency. I love that the guy from Super Size Me was like, I got this fucking brilliant show idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll make him eat worms and we'll give him like I don't know a couple hundred <laughs> bucks. Couple or hundred something. bucks. Yeah. So I bet you Will debuted in two thousand four. The same year as Super Size Me. However, he had been working on Super Size Me for over a year by that point. It was in 2003 that he embarked on what was at the time considered to be one of the most socially relevant experiments in American dietary practices. The whole film, though, it kind of comes off like, like... like he kinda know it all y, you know what I mean? Like he sure. like, look, this shit's really bad. I'm gonna show you how bad it is because I'm it, I'm the perfect specimen of health and like I'm in all this great shape and like oh there's lots of clips of them being like
1: perfect perfect blood pressure perfect yeah. everything <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you're oh the great weight for your height yeah like, oh you damn you're like only like one percent body fat yeah You like know what? All, Mer- all that Morgan, shit Morgan you're a butterface, bitch <laughs> you know what yeah. I wouldn't fuck you
1: but you got a nice body all right
0: right yeah with that handlebar mustache <laughs> as my buddy calls it a prison pussy uh, wow <laughs> yeah yeah I think that might be the first time we use that word on this show uh well <laughs> well at his parents house in 2000 for Thanksgiving, Spurlock saw a news spot about a pair of teenage girls who filed a lawsuit against McDonald's claiming the company was responsible for their dire cases of obesity. That's the Eureka moment. Like, and it's also very American, you know?
1: Sure. I, I would be, I mean, I would be like, yeah, right. Like, it's like booze. It's like cigarettes. It's like anything.
0: Right, y- it's y- not like frog wall. Like you're not strapped to a table, like ha- being like having this shit funneled into your body. You yeah, know? and it's
1: like clearly marketed in sketchy ways, which is the angle, obviously, to like sure. you know to to view. But uh, in general, like that's such an American shitty like. Oh, I got an idea. Like, remember when that lady spilt coffee on her fucking lap? Another episode of Culture Dumps. Yeah, yeah. Just like, why don't we fucking do the same thing because we're unhealthy? But I'm right. like, how
0: much McDonald's you eat? Also, this was at the time when McDonald's had the super size option. Like now, everything's got to be like healthy and like f- fast food. Really, like has thanks kind to of... Morla-
1: Morgan Spurlock.
0: Right. Yeah. Really it, though, really... it was very impactful. Right, but that wasn't good enough because he does he does the whole thing in supersize Me too about how that's all bullshit. But yeah, uh, true like i i just love how american that moment is it's thanksgiving very american holiday yeah there's an exploitative news spot about an egregious lawsuit And there's a frat dude who wants to shame fat chicks. Yeah, that's the (laughs) definition of capitalism. Yeah, it it just... (laughs) Look it up. It's also funny, too, though, like, again, like, McDonald's wasn't trying to say, like, yeah, our shit's actually, like, not that bad for you at this point in time. Now there's all these different options, and chicken and fresh and hormone-free and free-range... McShaker salads? Yeah, yeah, the McShaker, yeah, exactly. The McSalad Shakers, which uh, was one of our first culinary dumps. (laughs) McDonald's is just, it's such a a um a key piece of the lining of American culture that we've oh, like, come uh, up on the show so the the, much. Uh,
1: the amount of like youtube videos i've watched on like um just abandoned and weird fast food culture like i'm obsessed with the shit i mean that's why i love doing this podcast is like i just think it's so crazy these huge companies have so much horribleness and right. like iconicness around them i don't know it's just,
0: yeah it, it, it's it's crazy, but I, I think the point I'm trying to make is that for these girls to file that lawsuit back then, it's like no one was trying to even pull any wool over your eyes to say that this stuff isn't that bad for you. Now it would be different. It's like, well, I was under the impression that these salads were better for me. That's not what it was back then. back then it was like half a pound of fries, gallon of soda, you know? Sure. It's not 1960. It's fucking 2000. You know, you know, fast food is like very, very bad for you. Right. Like it's been out there. It's been out there. Yeah. Like shamelessly. So the girls in question were 19 year old Jaslyn Bradley, who stood at 5'6 and weighed in at 270 pounds, and 14 year old Ashley Pellman, who stood at 4'10 and weighed in at 170 pounds. <laughs> the the girls were suing they were not suing McDonald's as a company instead they were suing the two locations that they frequented where it was not uncommon for Bradley to order a McMuffin breakfast and a big Mac dinner while Pellman generally stuck to Happy Meals because she enjoyed the prizes. Uh, I mean how many Happy Meals do you got to eat like on a daily basis and like how many of these bullshit toys yeah, you can walk in and be like, can I buy one of those fucking stupid toys? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw that with, with Beanie Babies. Yeah. You know, people will just throw the food out for, for the toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, so upon the announcement of the lawsuit to the press, the instant reaction was, this is bullshit. Realizing that the likelihood of this lawsuit ever making its way into an actual courtroom was slim to none, their lawyer, Samuel Hirsch, switched his strategy from personal damages to a class action lawsuit on behalf of all New York children under the age of 18, citing the lack of nutritional information as the direct cause of youth obesity. Like, Like, what fucking kid gives a shit, dude? I know. Like, you're you're like, oh, like,
1: oh, my my 13-year-old niece uh, wouldn't have eaten this if she knew it had 550 calories. If only they had put
0: the nutritional facts on on her Happy Meal. It makes no sense.
1: It's like. Lawyers are just as shitty as fucking stupid, sue-happy people. Right. Well, scumbag. It's a money game. But McDonald's is scumbag, too.
0: Yeah. The whole thing's just disgusting. Yeah, and then we have Morgan's Spurlock. yeah Who sucks, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the anchor point of the lawsuit was the supersize option, which, when implemented, made a Big Mac meal equate to 1,600 calories. The Department of Agriculture's recommended daily caloric intake for teenage girls you know uh, of the age of the, of the two defendants i guess or the the people that filed the lawsuit is a maximum of 2200 calories so you're almost getting your complete day's worth in one sitting but no one finishes a supersize fry yeah morgan or we can talk about later but he made him puke
1: Right in the movie. Oh, I, I know. Oh, we're, um, we're going to get to that. But I mean, a fourteen-year-old girl has not been as hungover as I've been. Right. <laughs> I could definitely eat all of that.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Where, where you just kind of leave them there, and like, you're like, "I'll just well, chip." That's away an all at day.
1: It. You get one gross meal, and you're like, "Oh." So, yeah. You just pick at it yeah. all
0: day. Uh, but this is very similar to like the tobacco lawsuits that we discussed in our Joe Camel episode, where like the main argument against the lawsuit is personal choice, and, and just the complete, you know. Like avoidance of any truth of the product that you're consuming, you know, and just like ignoring that and blaming everyone else. It's a blame game. So, in January of 2003, the lawsuit was officially dismissed. Just three months later, a bill was introduced to curb frivolous lawsuits against restaurants for those kinds of reasons. Okay. Because they're like, this is crazy. Like, everyone will do it, man. There's 8 billion people in the world. Everyone, everyone will do it. Millions of people will do it. Exactly. Yeah. So before the film Super Size Me was ever released, it was already widely agreed upon that fast food restaurants as well as snack food companies were not liable for their customers' eating habits and the effects that those habits might have. But that didn't stop Morgan Spurlock from producing, directing, and starring in what is now considered one of the silliest smear campaigns ever. Now we're at the McFilm itself. Yeah. (laughs) I love, like, McDonald's, man. Like, they... I'm sure it's like the old saying, you know, uh all press is good press, you know, sure. no press is bad press. It's like if you could just throw like Mick turds, like you could throw a Mick in front of anything and oh, yeah. it, but it's like a little plug for McDonald's no matter how bad it is. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> I know? mean when they did a um they did a
1: collab uh a bunch of T shirts and like denim shorts and stuff oh, with wow. Travis Scott. Oh yeah, uh, who, I remember uh, that. Yeah, who, uh, yeah. Who, uh, Travis Scott meal.
0: They also had the Saweetie meal.
1: Yeah, and they charged um I think they charged, like, $89 or something for one of the shirts. Or it was, like, it was very fucking expensive. Right. So I took a McDonald's logo and just and, uh, wrote <laughs> Math Syndicate under it, and I charged 69 cents. Yeah. <laughs> but I only made 100 of them because I had, like, that. it cost me money to do that. Sure. stunt. But I wanted to do it, like, as an anti, like, who the fuck does a collab with McDonald's for fucking it's just, like... Like, for clothes. If, yeah, if it's not a fucking Disney dude, the movie... the shorts have an
0: elastic waistband. <laughs>
1: dude, I don't... Dude, no, like, the fucking... Remember v jeans? They had, like, a big oh, yeah. M on the bum? They had, like, a McDonald's logo, like, on the back... <laughs> and I'm like, that's just a Vsu And, like, you're making these people who eat fast food every day, who... I mean, not saying that wealthy people don't eat fast food, but, like, the if you looked at the numbers, I'm sure, sure lower demographic of, you know, poverty line eat right. fast food... And you sell them hamburgers for $1, and then you're going to charge
0: $89 for a Travis Scott McDonald's t shirt. Right. Dude, it's crazy. Well, I, I mean, that's why fast food places like accept EBT. You know, it's like yeah. you should be going to the market to use charge, that. Charge $3 for that fucking t shirt, dude. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. Uh, I will say, though, the BTS. Uh, (laughs) meal. Oh yeah, they had that had some bomb sauces. That yeah, that's a fucking food. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Food. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I have a McDonald's cardigan that my buddy got me when he when he worked there, and like I never have worn it without putting a pin over the McDonald's logo because I don't want to walk around wearing a McDonald's sweatshirt. It's like a Walmart T-shirt.
1: Right. Like, which I know, but, like, with hipster irony, I get, uh, like, uh, the That only goes so far, though. Sure, but, like, real-ass people are buying this Travis Scott merch because they want to support him. Right. And that's so fucking disgusting Hey, I'll tell you
0: what, eating a shitload of McDonald's uh, for Travis Scott is safer than going to see Travis Scott live. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: survival... uh... (laughs) Interesting
0: how that how that's Survival rate's a little higher. Yeah, shout out to Podcast 99 and uh, Concert Disasters. Oh, by the way, sorry, I know you're, you're...
1: The podcast ninety nine live show. I looked at my Facebook uh things. Right. It was three years ago today. Oh shit. Yeah, three years ago today, man. What?
0: And we had me and Ryan had a blast. He was sad, but I had a blast.
1: <laughs> and uh and then COVID happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we got one more out. We did one in Atlanta right after that in December. And literally the next <laughs> one close. Yeah, <laughs> it's super close. But now we're in a new space and uh, Culture Dumbs will be having our first live show in January. There will be more info about that.
1: Oh, I'll probably be there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I would hope so. I'll be there. So during the course of filming Super Size Me, Spurlock consulted several doctors and nutritionists to chart his, I like, Guess progress would be the word. Maybe that's not the right word. I don't know. But at the start of the film, he's in what's considered to be perfect health, and they really stress that. Like you said, it's just like oh, great levels. You couldn't be doing it. You really shouldn't do this because you're ruining like a fucking. Brand. It's like putting. Uh, uh, I don't even know what they what... give him. A, they gave him a fifty cent moment on the treadmill. Oh yeah. <laughs> go, go. Yeah, but it's just Morgan <laughs> <Spurlock. laughs> Exactly. So, he's in perfect health, and over the course of 30 days where he only eats McDonald's food three times a day, the audience sees his health decline and the <laughs> concerns of his doctors as well as his waistline grow. And the rules for this experiment were simple. Only McDonald's three times a day, and he had to eat every menu item at least once, and if he was offered the supersize option, he had to take it. Yep. So... He got, nine, he got nine
1: out of 31. Right. With oh, the that's right. I do not have to spoil
0: anything, but the, oh, yeah, he got asked please. nine times. The movie right? came out in 2004. We can spoil it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, he also lives, by the way. Uh, he doesn't die. <laughs> well,
1: wait till part three.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Part three. It's just like a supersized casket. Yeah. Uh, so the, let's just get into the film. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Like... I get what he was trying to do, but, okay, first of all, even the chicks that were suing McDonald's didn't eat it three times a day, full course meals, and he's eating every bite to the point where he's physically sick. Like, he gets sick when he eats a quarter pounder, which I guess is the most unhealthy menu item okay yeah that's what three ounces yeah it's like a whole fucking thing but he but they asked him to supersize it so he has like the half pound of fries it's like 42 ounces of coke like a 40 of fucking soda and uh he's in his car eating it and he's like sweating and like he's like oh god i'm feeling so sick and like he like throws up outside of his car and they have to film the throw up and it's just like yep you just puked up a quarter pounder but like chill out dude like you're not overdosing on like ayahuasca like you had a number two yeah fries. yeah yeah like I, yeah for sure <laughs> that's like, it
1: uh by the way i'm realizing the quarter pounder was definitely uh th- three out of 16 not 12 so <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense that's just basic math sorry correcting myself so you don't get comments about how stupid i am um <laughs> but hey, yeah dude, not me i like yeah like you're stuffed like or whatever but like
0: but you don't like once you're full you stop eating but that his whole thing was like no i have to eat all of this that's you the thing I mean? like, like every you, fucking bite every fucking french if, fry if
1: you ate a hamburger at any other restaurant three times a day you would not be in good shape no anywhere that's just an unhealthy meal yeah it, it, mcdonald's or not that's an unhealthy thing to french fries and hamburgers no matter who the no fuck made what. it if you ate it three times a day you're getting sick but
0: i, I also hate like how snotty he kind of gets like uh through it and again like don't get me wrong like Despite the shit that we'll get into about him, like this guy's made good work, and Super Size Me was. I, Super I don't beach. hate these documentaries. No, I don't hate yeah. them. No, not not at all. But like they are, they're. It's a fun watch because they're it's a little, so fucking they're,
1: silly. They're they're a little forced.
0: You know, but I hate like when people look down on McDonald's or any fast food, they're just like, oh, look at this shitty quality. It's like, what did you expect, bro? Like, yeah, when you get a mixed salad shaker, you're getting a salad that came in a cup, fool. Yeah. Like, don't be like, oh, God, look at this. Like, he does find a really nasty hair in one Batch of his it. burgers. That
1: shit, like, fucked me up, dude. I, so <laughs> that- right when that
0: scene came on, me and my wife were... Um, eating
1: salads <laughs> and i had to put my food down cuz i was like oh even oh, though i no. home oh, yeah i like it like fucked up you fucked up my appetite ryan yep. yesterday
0: <laughs> well good <laughs> you know that's supersize we supposed to do it's supposed to uh, you know slim you down a bit yeah. he also i hate this thing like okay People that live in Los Angeles, or for that matter, most any city, we don't say like, look, I'm a Los Angelian. I got to drive. I drive. But yeah. everyone from New York is like, I'm a gotta New Yorker. Walk. I walk. I got to walk. And he always brings that up because part of the deal is he has to limit the amount of steps he takes so he's not doing anything close to f- anything strenuous you know yeah. and like so he's got to keep his steps down so he has a step counter and stuff but it's like that's not realistic dude like sure like I, people go to work you know and shit like that and he's like i'm a new yorker it's gonna be really hard for me not to walk he but does luckily, he, he does sleep. limit it
1: though and he says like people take cabs and elevators and blah 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 but like he like he really dove into being like very unhealthy yeah yeah <laughs> But try yeah. to be uh still at all points.
0: He went full hog and also I, I feel like <laughs> sorry. Some, something that people didn't really realize nowadays it's like kind of like a trope where you know that oh the salads at like a McDonald's actually have more fat than a Big Mac because of the dressing and they put chicken strips in it and shit but um the big discovery that I feel like shocked a lot of people at the time was that the yogurt parfaits were worse for you than a sundae. I was blown away by that. Yeah. Well and I like how if you get it without the granola it, it wasn't, but it with the granola, it is, because the granolas are just coated in sugar. <laughs> oh, really? That, like a, that's like lie, a cereal? It's like sweet granola,
1: yeah. Oh, I thought the yogurt itself was like... Uh...
0: Well, it wasn't
1: great. Sure, but... sure, sure. But the granola's like uh, Honey Smacks, There's like some right, fucking Right, yeah, exactly. Bullshit, it's like putting
0: yeah. fucking, you know, Captain Crunch in there. And that drink. shit's
1: always been fucking crazy, man. I don't yeah,
0: know. Yeah, but like, no one, like, again, no one's... I've known that. I just can't imagine someone doing like a Jared Fogle subway diet at McDonald's. Like no one's going into a McDonald's being like, "Well, at least this is good for me," you know. Sure.
1: Yeah, like, uh, but it is weird with the with the salads or whatever. But like, if if your dressing's white you're probably uh, not making the yeah. right decision. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? White sauce. Yeah, if it's, if it's other than white. You might as well whi-
0: just dump a can of clam chowder on your salad. Yeah, if it's white or orange, <laughs> you're fucked up. Or beige, you fucked up. Oh, beige. Yeah, but yeah, you can take brown and oily. Clear. Oily is good.
1: Oily is okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, trying to excuse my own fucking behavior. <laughs> uh, he, on average, he claims that he ate, like, about... 5,000 calories, uh, sometimes he says per meal, and then sometimes it's in a day. Okay. That's been heavily disputed. We'll get into that. Definitely Uh, not per meal. Yeah, no way. No way. No way. Yeah. Even supersized, that's not... You could just drink uh fry oil and you probably wouldn't hit that because want. <laughs> uh he, at the end of the movie you know he has liver damage they say it's like his liver got super fat uh, his cholesterol went up he gained 25 pounds that makes
1: three of us huh ryan yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the liver bros yeah yeah liver us from evil but <laughs> but um uh, he also has uh, his girlfriend, who is like super against him doing this. She's like this staunch vegan chef that you know cooks for like these high end vegan restaurants. She gives him his last meal. They make it really dramatic, where it's like, "This is your last meal before you start this terrible, terrible." It was fucking like he—it's he, like
1: he went to lemonade. Do you know lemonade? It's a, oh, it's a the, chain restaurant. This yeah. has cold salads,
0: right? Yeah, Like, enjoy eating your kale. Yeah, like, ugh, yeah. Enjoy. They say it with like a wink, like yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Yo, oh God, you're gonna have to eat McDonald's <laughs> for the next thirty days. Yeah. You're so excited yeah, at me? Or you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know, she's super annoying. Um, and also, like, I know that like the whole making fun of vegans and stuff—that's just so dead in the water now. Sure. And I don't give a fuck. But to go back and look at an annoying vegan from 2004, that's, like, the glory days of when making fun of that shit was cool. Sure. And, like, she fits that team. Oh, she was talking shit, too. Oh, completely. Uh, I like how he also interviews the um, son of the founder of Baskin and Robbins. And he's like, yep, uh, you know, Robbins, (laughs) he fucking died of a heavy heart attack. And also, how much ice cream do you have to eat to have a fucking heart attack from it? Like, ice cream doesn't strike me as a heart attack food. I don't know. fat food, sure. But it's all sugar and cream. I just don't know. Yeah, and then I guess his dad, I think he was Baskin. Uh, His dad also (laughs) had, like, all sorts of fucking health issues. And then he said that, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Ben or Jerry, but one of Ben and Jerry's guys, like, he had, like, a quadruple bypass. And, like, just because you own the business doesn't mean you have to sit around and eat fucking ice cream
1: all yes, day. Yes, it does. That's weird. <laughs> yes, it does. I don't eat T-shirts all day. <laughs> but you <laughs> fucking wear them. <laughs> I'm not wearing any of my shit right yeah, now. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, you wear T-shirts, yeah. Um, also, Jared Fogle, uh, you know, episode, I think, 12 of Culture Dumbs, oh, he's boy. in it, yeah. And this is before he gets busted for all of his extreme fucked up yeah, dark shit that, and, that we covered. and. The
1: scene is just him talking to a bunch of little
0: kids, a bunch of little girls at a oh, middle school, God. and like, like the mo- like it's so. This is gonna be really fucked up, folks. But so he's giving this talk. All the kids are cheering for him. He brings out his fat pants on stage, and like they're talking about how you know subway like. While it is fast food, like, look, like, I mean, at least you, they have someone like Jared who's promoting it as being good for you and telling you how to do it. And then he's talking to these group of girls, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Fat pants. ha <laughs> and Like, kind of, like, spit and game at these kids. Oh, God. And then this mom comes up, and her daughter's like, poor girl. She's, like, the chunky one that's, like, definitely left out of the, like the fun, you know, at school and probably picked on and stuff. She's like, you know, you've been such an inspiration to her. And you could tell he's just like, don't bring me the fat... Little girl, oh like, my! Like, where's, yeah, the hot, yeah, his, where's the hot little girl? His, his tone fucking yeah, sour. Yeah, He's just like, oh, that's great. That's he's like, great. yeah, well, yeah you know, about- it's hard. It's hard out there. Um, anyways, I'm gonna go talk to the popular girls. <laughs> yeah, it's just like fucking terrible. God. But yeah, he's in it. Um, oh. Your favorite, the Big Mac guy. Oh my Everyone's god. Everyone's seen this guy. I'm actually going to do something I never do on Culture Dumps and I'm opening up the internet uh, to find this guy's name, Big Mac guy. Yeah. Dan Gorski. That yeah. was quick. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Well, I got, I got that Wi-Fi, baby. But, uh, <laughs> it's 2022, Eric. Uh, yeah, I do to tell you. Yeah, we're talking about 2004, but I got 2022 <laughs> yeah. internet. So Dan Gorski, you guys have probably seen him. Like, If you're a, a fan of Culture Dumps, you've probably seen something that this guy's in. He looks like john lennon yeah all right he wears the circle sunglasses he uh he's got the bowl cut all that all that shit and but he only eats big macs and he eats like three or four a day and i know that in your household he he caused a big upset
1: well i mean his story was for some reason, he was like, "The day I got my license, <laughs> his origin tale. His origin tale. The day I got my license, I drove to McDonald's, which <laughs> sounds like bullshit to me. I, I I probably did too, but the fact that eventually. he eventually, but the fact that he hadn't been to McDonald's prior to getting his license right. is like what's his weird. parents are
0: like, when you could drive yourself there? Yeah, it makes no sense. I probably had a Big Mac
1: at ten years old. Oh, this guy's please. like, when yeah. I got my license, I drove over to McDonald's."
0: And I got myself three Big Macs (laughs) with no fries, which is crazy. That's like the first time I took acid uh, and and I went to high school. I I was in high school and I went to school, but I took two hits and it was my first time ever. And I went to school. That's literally the equivalent of like the first time you go to McDonald's, and you get three Big Macs. Look, I got three Big Macs.
1: And he's like, and then I I went home and he's like, and I I came back and I got myself three more. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, before they closed. Yeah. No, 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 no. That was round two around dinner mm-hmm. then he comes back around 10 and he got himself three more and he says like uh, he's like fucking sling blade like <laughs> i reckon i had me about you know, non big macs that day dude mm-hmm. Reckon what you got good to in there a- and then he's like yeah i have like 1700 big macs a year yeah he like <laughs> never stopped eating them because he got his license
0: yeah and, uh, and, <laughs> what are and and you he, talking his about his wife told him you know when i have to start putting these in a blender for you that's when you're gonna stop eating them he also said that he had a friend pay him like $5 to eat a whopper once and he's like ugh like, like gross that's like guys a gimmick he's like such a shit he head. is but <laughs> he so- looks so much and I'm I'll, I'll be sharing picture of this guy on on uh, on our instagram but uh in the tradition of our our, <laughs> our planet hollywood menu items i just wanted to do um some shitty Beatles mcdonald's uh like <laughs> favorite here. like uh McMuffin's gonna change my world. <laughs> uh, While my McRib gently weeps, uh, loving it eight days a week. <laughs> like, you could go on, you know. Wait, but, wait, so me and Ryan were talking about this last
1: night via text, and I hit him with a
0: little strawberry shakes forever. A strawberry shakes!
1: Forever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. If you think of uh, a good McDonald's Beatles uh, crossover. Oh, dog! I'm gonna Beatles, tell you right now, the Beatles are the McDonald's of music. By the way, it's a perfect mashup. Yeah that's it. it's everywhere it's oh it's it's not that great for you <laughs> yeah. it's a little overrated it's a, yeah yeah but it's easy like it's the, the easiest to get to it's the cheapest because it's everywhere two of them are dead like if you say you like the beatles that's literally like saying you like mcdonald's like okay you're just like a human oh you
1: you you were born yeah you're yeah you're alive oh, fuck, yeah okay damn. okay yeah,
0: it, yeah. <laughs> shit that's crazy man um also like also, here's the deal with the with the with Dan Gorsky, the John Lennon of McDonald's, or the the John Lennon of Big Macs, I should say. He should have been the first heads up that this whole experiment was bullshit. 'Cause this guy's skinny as fuck. He's skinny as fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go that far. But he's not fat. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. And I, uh the, Batman to me is skinny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <In>, my <laughs> In my professional fat opinion, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that boy is skinny. Yeah, if you're skinnier than me, you're skinny, period. Straight up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, because how is this guy eating nothing but Big Macs? And I've seen this guy. He was on, I think, uh, Ripley's Believe it or Not's TV show. He was on all kinds of shit. Huh. He's around. Yeah, Maybe it, he doesn't binge drink 12 Budweiser's a day like we do. Yeah, well, this is his
1: drug. Yeah. You know, say uh, Big Macs 550 calories? Yeah. Eat three times a day? It's, you know...
0: You you're actually right in the pocket. No, you're under. Uh, (laughs) Just drink water in a couple more. (laughs) Exactly. Also, dessert one. uh, One of the (laughs) one of the weirdest things that you sent me was uh, when he's getting all his (laughs) when he's getting his preliminary checkups. Sorry. Sorry, Before before you say this, I was like (laughs) I was watching
1: the movie, but I like looked at my phone for like two seconds. And when I looked back up, I was
0: like, wait, whoa, whoa. Because yeah. uh, he gets he has to have, like, a full physical, you know, before he does this experiment, you know, to have all the proper data. And uh, he gets, like, they check his, his um, prostate. His I, asshole. I was like, what's in your ass? <laughs> yeah, besides poop. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they check his prostate, but they straight up just show, like, Like him getting fingered in his ass. Yeah, they don't cut away. It's just a doctor shoving his finger up Morgan Spurlock's asshole. I don't remember that scene. The shot is just the hand going, like fingering his butt. And I was like, "What if they panned out?" And it was actually just his girlfriend doing it, and they're just like partying a little bit. So that I mean, that's what happens in the film essentially. I didn't want to like break it down, thing by thing. Uh, He gets a a fish fillet, which I felt. really was not a good example of the fish fillet which is one of my favorite menu items at mcdonald's it's fucking awesome dude it's good i will (laughs) tell you uh hamburgers are made from
1: multiple cows (laughs) all the chickens made from multiple chickens fish fillet (laughs) is a motherfucking fillet that came from one fish is (laughs) is that your (laughs) it is the safest and healthiest menu item and i will fucking defend it i don't eat beef or pork by the way so i like rely on the mcfish (laughs) i'm a defender dude i yeah i was like you fucking leave the mcfish out of
0: this i I remember i used to live uh when i first moved out of my parents house i moved into this crazy house like eight bedroom every person that lived there was like a drug dealer or like a fucking insane partier and there was this guy who was kind of like the leader of the house he was the oldest he sold cocaine and uh he was like (laughs) <laughs> like i remember he went and got mcdonald's for everyone he's like i'm getting mcdonald's for everyone and he came back and he had a filet of fish and i had never really had one at that point point. So and everyone was like Ew, He's like listen he like stood up and grabbed all the mcdonald's like he was gonna take it away from everyone yeah. he's like i'm getting shit for eating this since high school and you're not gonna fucking tell me that you just you noticed this or not. i just went on a fucking rant about it because it, I, I it's serious it. yeah, yeah i get shit for it too but anyway yeah but he he got jipped on his his did not look uh good he got a crap one yeah. so the film was an instant hit at the 2004 sundance festival spurlock won the grand jury prize for directing the film it was also nominated for an academy award for best documentary oh, i didn't know that no fucking oscar dude Damn. everyone's like that's the mcdonald's guy <laughs> yeah. like i think about the documentary free solo which won the, the oscar uh i think a yeah, couple the years climbing ago one, yeah yeah and the like the guy alex the climber he was at the oscars and everyone was like oh my god i gotta meet you like all these really inspirational huge a-list celebrities want to meet this guy Guy, I wonder if it was the same in 2004. It's like, oh, you ate like fucking shitloads of McDonald's.
1: Like, like, let me shake your hand. Definitely, man. Like, like cranberry juice, highway Fleetwood Mac man was doing spots with Snoop Dogg. Like, people <laughs> leech on anything they fucking can. Oh, that's that's hot. right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. That's just human nature. That's it's terrible. That's right. That's yeah. right. They'll leech on anything hot.
0: Right. Yeah. That same year was the first time the Screen Actors Guild introduced the category during their awards show for Best Documentary Screenplay, which Supersize Me also won. Supersize Me incited a renewed interest in the documentary genre and grossed over $11 million worldwide. But soon after the accolades came the fact checking and naysayers. After the Size sensation of Supersize Me di- began to die down, there were several academic studies conducted in an attempt to fact check the documentary. While Spurlock does admit that his experiment was an extreme example and he was mostly trying to pose the question, why is food that is bad for us being sold to us in such abundance, it still seemed to be a little too crazy. Perhaps the most extreme response to the film was the 2009 documentary Fathead, starring comedian Tom Naughton. In Naughton's film, he sets out to prove that not only were the caloric intake numbers of Super Size Me inflated, but also it's possible for someone to only eat fast food and lose weight. Yeah, this one's, like, if you thought Super Size Me was kind of guerrilla documentary style, this one's, like, this this guy could have filmed it with, like, a flip phone. Okay. Like, it's really shitty quality. But, you know, also, like, why didn't he take it as, like, such a personal vendetta to, like, take this guy down?
1: Just clout.
0: So, (laughs) Fathead makes some interesting points, the biggest of which being that the U.S. scale for what qualifies a person as obese is not as extreme as Spurlock would have you believe. The second main point is that while Spurlock aims to have you believe that when most Americans were eating home-cooked meals, obesity was not as prevalent, that was proved to be false. All in all, the film seems to have a vendetta against Spurlock in the same way that Spurlock seemed to have a vendetta against McDonald's. But Tom did lose 12 pounds only eating fast food. Did he work out? Uh, Yes. Well, yeah. But, but he mostly ate at McDonald's, but he was also able to eat at all other fast food places. Yeah. And uh, he didn't do, like, the everything on the menu thing. He's just like, whatever I want. You sure. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a normal person. <laughs> it wasn't a, a Target
1: piece. Right, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. Um, he also published his food log um, on a website so everyone could see, whereas Spurlock did not. So we don't actually know what, he ate. what Spurlock sure. ate like during this whole thing or what was left on the cutting room floor and all that. Sure. Um, so, but the most precise and scientific breakdown of the Super Size me experiment came from the aptly named Making sure movies aren't stupid, science department of the University of Linkoping in Sweden. What? Yeah, it's a it's a scientific department that takes like not only documentaries but like regular films too, and they say like, okay, could this really happen? And they break down why. It's like Mythbusters, kind got got it. It, of, got it, got it. but like in an academic setting. Oh, cool. Um, what the department headed up by university scientists found was that after their test subjects ate a total of six thousand calories from McDonald's a day for thirty days. They did not suffer the liver or cholesterol problems that Spurlock faced during Super Size Me. In fact, their bodies seemed to adapt to the new levels of intake, and their metabolism followed suit. While the students who participated did experience a small level of fatigue, it was not the dramatic deterioration that Spurlock claimed to have experienced. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had that, like, uh... I don't know what the doctor was, the guy with the accent
1: or whatever. But he had that like one dude who was like, Yeah, you should probably stop. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, was like, like, hey. he's like he's like if this was
0: alcohol, it would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, all of his all of Spurlock's doctors and Super Saiyas we were like, You're this is so bad, you're gonna die. Then like in Sweden they're like But also here's an interesting thing. I'm wondering how different the Swedish McDonald's menu was. Mm, and also like was. if the added... To, like the way like where they source their Products like their meats and stuff, it sure. might be better for you because I know that there's different laws as far as additives and preservatives in Europe yeah. than there is in the ah, U.S. So it call. might be a little bit better for you. It is. It is weird. Uh, I think that's why they did six thousand calories instead of the five thousand that Spurlock claimed. To up it a little, like bit. just to like up the ante. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Many other debunkers found it unlikely that Spurlock ingested the average of five thousand calories a, a day. Uh, they've put. They've done the math like hundreds of times, and they're like, yeah, at the most, it was like thirty-five hundred, but. Who's to say? So despite these studies, the damage was done, and McDonald's, along with most other fa- major fast food chains, began to introduce more health-conscious items and made their nutritional information much more available. McDonald's also discontinued the Super Size Me option six weeks after the film came out, by the way. Oh, it was that quick. Yeah, which was probably for the best, because no one needs that much. No. It's, it's just a waste. It you is, know, Again, so. no one's finishing that, except for Morgan Spurlock, yeah. and then he throws it up, <laughs> because he's fucking having this, like, fucking... Existential crisis uh, in his brain. <laughs> like he took psychedelics. Like it's At Thanksgiving. It's like, bro, you ordered a number two. Chill out. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, he was doing it three times a day. He was drinking almost a gallon of soda, zero exercise, including the normal day to day movements that the average American would make in the workplace. And it took him 14 months to drop the weight with the help of his annoying vegan then girlfriend, Alexandra Jameson, the one who I said was probably fingering his butt. Yeah. Um, who. She <clears throat> She went on to write a book about her diet plan for him titled The Great American Detox Diet. Because that's the thing. After he's done with his 30 days, she's like, we need to like, clean you out yeah. and get you back on track. So she created this diet that is supposed to work for anyone that just eats dog shit all day. Um, so she made a book. And, yeah, it was a top seller. Uh, the Great American Detox oh, so Diet. So she got a little something out of it, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, she did. Good for her. The new wave of healthier fast food would be the subject of Spurlock's follow-up to "Supersize Me, "Supersize Me 2, Holy Chicken, but we aren't quite there. Due to Spurlock's prominence in the film, he became a household name, a rarity for documentarians. There are a select few documentarians whose names are thrown around in the same realm as well-known feature directors. Riding this wave of recognition, Spurlock released a slew of other projects, all of which reached a respectable level of success. Like, you have, um... Uh, what's his face? Uh, well, uh, obviously, um, Werner Herzog, I mean, he's not just a documentarian, but he's really well-known for his documentaries. Sure. Michael Moore, uh, that, that, that'd be another one, yeah, but it's like rare. Fam-
1: famous documentarians. Yeah, it, it,
0: it, it's really rare. It's, yeah. not, it's not like Spielberg's and Tarantino's. No, and, no, no. It's you know, all, yeah, it, it's just different. one-and-done type
1: of shit. Like right, that, like.
0: because they don't show documentaries in theaters. Yeah. That's the big thing. And before streaming, you had to seek that shit out you know oh my god
1: I don't even can you think of a documentary you saw before streaming
0: yes uh, many um, so I was obsessed and I remember going into Hollywood Video and I would rent documentaries from their very tiny documentary really? section the first one I ever rented was The Devil's Playground which is about Amish kids uh, during Rumspringa. yeah 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 it's so sick they're I, like I all the, dressed up smoking cigarettes I think the
1: first like uh, one like that was like Jesus Camp and I don't remember oh, yeah. where I, maybe I rented it
0: Jesus Camp was a big one mm-hmm. um, I remember I think I heard of that through like like comedy websites, like sampling it and stuff. Sure. But then there was like shit in the eighties, like Thin Blue Line or thin, like.
1: Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, there's but legendary like, documentary. But, but Paris see, is burning. I mean, unless it, you had HBO or some shit. Like you, HBO were not made him big because
0: yeah. HBO had the HBO America Undercover series, which I cover on uh, on Docu Dumps on our Patreon. I didn't. I
1: couldn't afford HBO until I was 33 years old. <laughs> now I have it, guys. If <laughs> the <you have> smallest
0: <laughs> violet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: can you believe my my, my white Irish privileged life? <laughs> I couldn't
0: I afford... Uh, never even saw a documentary until I was like 20-something. Yeah. Could, could he, <laughs> can we come back to this? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. But yeah, no, I, I watched uh, all the documentaries that I could, plus um, you know, things that got me interested in that would be like, I love the 80s, most shocking moments in rock and roll, Fair things enough. like that. Behind the music. Right behind the music shit like that, one hundred percent yeah, so you know they were around, but you know, it was also like I remember bowling for Columbine the Michael Moore one. that was really like I, I bought that shit on dVD like that's
1: right. the that's the age when I started learning. I was kidding about thirty three but yeah, <laughs> uh, no, but when I started learning about documentaries, almost certainly uh Jesus camp and bowling for Columbine,
0: right. Yeah. yeah. so so they were around but now it's like it's so prevalent and it's it's a cool thing to watch. Like Fuck people yeah. want to learn and I support that. So, after Super Size Me, in 2005, FX aired the first episode of Morgan Spurlock's series 30 Days. 30 Days followed groups of people and on some episodes Spurlock himself immersing themselves in a lifestyle that was completely foreign to them or to the status quo. This includes, you know, religious sex, undesirable jobs, social situations, and my favorite episode, disabilities, where literally Morgan Spurlock is like, for thirty days, I'm gonna see what it's like to be in a wheelchair. I can't walk. I can't blah blah blah. I can't do all this. Oh, that's mentally sound. That will add up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you but also, a- what a lazy bitch! Like, you made a career off of. Okay, I'm not gonna walk for thirty fucking days. And uh, my other project, I ate only McDonald's for thirty days. Right? You're a lazy piece of shit, guys. Can- Guy's crushing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to watch 30 Days yesterday on Prime, and it wasn't available. Right. How did you watch it?
0: You... I, I watched it when it was out. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I saw it back back <clears throat> then. Um, he also went to jail, but he left after 25 days because he said the average time that inmates spent there was 85% of what they were sentenced. But I think he was just a little scurred. You know what I mean? Probably with that little handle most <laughs> Yeah, that prison pussy, baby. <laughs> with that
1: specimen body, Morgan.
0: Yeah, he's got that McDonald's build. But the, the first
1: episode of that ever was minimum wage. Oh, right. And I did see that when it was on TV. I thought that was way later than 2005, but I must have started on streaming at some point. Yeah. But it's not available now. But yeah, he's like, I'm going to see what it's like to make minimum wage. I'm like, jeez. It's dude. like, because
0: like, you never did that before? <laughs> yeah. Like, you never worked at a store? Like, ever? Just watch Undercover ball. Or yeah, oh my god. <laughs> undercover boss makes me weep, dude. That's Holy true. fuck. The yeah. best undercover boss, uh, I mean, there's I mean, so many classic ones, but the Hooters one is great where the manager is making the girls eat beans with, like, with their hands behind their back to see who gets to go home early. That's, That's like insane. depraved. That's depraved. Uh, there's one with Boston Market where like one of the guys, he's like this sassy dude behind the counter and he's like, I'm like the fucking Kim Kardashian of Boston Market. Have you done that as a dump? Uh, undercover boss. Yeah. No, it's too successful and it's it's too it's too prevalent. Five years. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give it give it some time. Something's gonna happen where like uh like the guy that owns Hershey's gonna fall into the vat and like be burned alive by hot chocolate. Some, no, someone's
1: gonna realize it's their boss and get embarrassed and kill them.
0: Yeah, or like come on to them. yeah. Or, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whole fucking thing. After three seasons of that show, it was canceled. In 2008, the same year 30 Days was canceled, Spurlock released his second feature documentary titled Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? It's a little more fun than uh, Where's Waldo? Uh, Or uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? (laughs) This motherfucker made a documentary in 2008 called Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? He tried to find him. He re- he, legit tried to find him. Oh, let's, hit, let's go. The film examined the war on terror and followed Spurlock as he attempted to track down the world's most what? wanted this man. blew my mind. I know. <laughs>
1: like wait, what a fucking black and white transition right there. Yeah.
0: Holy well, God. I guess if you eat thirty days at McDonald's, you're not scared of shit. I guess so. You know, <laughs> Spurlock is amazingly prolific, and he has produced and directed several projects in the following years. But in the interest of not boring you or me, let's fast forward to 2011. In 2011, Spurlock released The Greatest Movie Ever Sold. This film documents the impact product placement has on the media and was allegedly funded solely by the product Spurlock agreed to feature in the film. It's really crazy. He wears a suit like a NASCAR car where it's like, oh, we'll keep a patch of your shit oh on Oh my this. God, I've seen this. Yeah. I saw that a, shit like ten, like 10 years ago. Yeah, that, that's him. It's fucking crazy. No, and no, like, I knew
1: it was him at the time, but I forgot. Like, I watched and it. And he'll
0: be doing interviews and he'll be like, that's why we love blah, blah, blah. Like, he has to do all these spots. I consistently. liked him. I liked it. I like his <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah again. It's, it's, uh, I wish he wasn't a creep for it's later. stupid, but <laughs> like, but I like him. You know, again rave reviews uh not to the extent of supersize me but still it was a successful project now from 2013 to 2016 spurlock produced and hosted the cnn series morgan spurlock inside man uh, much <laughs> like the finger that <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone was inside <laughs> that man uh inside man featured spurlock exploring a multitude of varying hard-hitting topics such as guns marijuana elder care schools UFOs, celebrity, honeybees, and many, many (laughs) others, you know. But also, like, this is the first time where... You see, because like all of his documentaries kind of have like a tinge of humor to them, and that's like the fun part about sure. him. Sure, this is like people need to hear what I think. Oh, about he's getting too fucking political and
1: yeah, yeah you know, it's like,
0: like I should throw my hat in the ring and talk about. Guns. I'm helping people. Yeah, I ate McDonald's for thirty fucking days. Yeah. Let me tell you about honeybees. <laughs> they
1: changed their menu because of me, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, no more super size. Here's yeah. a yeah, elderly. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. So now we're at the super sized scandal. In 2017, Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get I love you, the scandal. The dude, super sized scandal. Dude, <laughs> like, dude I forget about you. it. He got Mick two. He got Mick two. <laughs> In 2017, Morgan Spurlock was preparing to release the much-anticipated sequel to his opus, *Super Size Me 2*. Holy chicken! This film follows Spurlock as he attempts to open his own fast-food restaurant and is centered around the chicken farming industry, aka Big Chicken. That's like his. That should have been his prison name when he was on 30 days. Dude,
1: I was literally walking around my house last night, yelling, like, stoned, yelling, Big Chicken. chicken. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your neighbor's like, what the fuck? My wife was like, what the fuck? <laughs> By the end of the film, he does open a brick and mortar restaurant where he serves what he says is the most honest fast food there is. Honest being used in a very tongue in cheek way. Yes. Now, this film, it's, it's actually fucking awesome. Uh, I gotta say, like, despite how much we've been shitting on him, this one, he really goes deep into, like, the new health-conscious wave and exposes so much shit. Like, I didn't know that if a chicken is free-range, all that means is they can, like, the farmers just need to open up the barn door and put a little gate in front of it, and if the chicken can get into sunlight, they have the, that's free-range. If they have the option. Yeah, if, if they have it, the option. Yeah, they don't they, need to be this outside. This one
1: was actually more important than totally. surprised Me. But it got, because, it got
0: canned, and we'll, we'll find out why. Yeah, yeah.
1: it showed, like, uh, how, like... The, everyone's like, "Oh, we're getting healthy now." Like artisan sandwiches, and like we have recycled wood in our restaurant. None of it means anything. It's all the same calories. It's all the same. Yeah,
0: diet. none of it means anything. Like grilled chicken. Like the when you get a grilled chicken sandwich, which is supposed to be better than the fried chicken. Which I love how they harp on. Like, no, we don't use the word fried anymore. We say crispy. crispy yeah. Because fried. Because he fucked up the word fried. Fucking for crazy. I mean, that, fucking crazy. That, also, when you when you see chicken that says hormone free, they don't put hormones in chickens because chickens grow too fast, anyways, because of the way that. They've been bred, so yep. all chicken, even in the shittiest restaurant, is hormone free. But they can say that, and like, it's, it's true a buzzword. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, also, like, uh, local that doesn't fucking mean shit. Like, once it comes in, it's local.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's local to your fucking fridge. But it's local you. to where you're getting it. Yeah, And there was a couple other ones.
0: Uh... Yeah, uh, well, I love on the grilled chicken sandwiches. Like those grill, like they don't have grills at these places. That would be a whole other setup. So they're they're like artificially painted on with like food dyes. The it's, grill marks. That's so fucked up. It's dude. fucking crazy. I mean, Burger King
1: has that, right? Since always, or is that actually grilled?
0: No, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just think of American movie where he's like, you know, I like Burger King because they char broil their shit. <laughs> that's what he they says. No, they don't. But uh, yeah, it's really crazy. He learns all this fucked up shit. Like he sees because he gets an entire flock of chickens like enough to keep a a restaurant going for like a while like a while yeah he asked like how how would I do this the most like ethical way or whatever like whatever
1: and like the effort put into this documentary is crazy. It's he fucking crazy. He buys a chicken, or he rents one part of a chicken farm yeah. to raise about what? Like but 2, also, like chickens, chickens just
0: die all the time. Like they step on the chicks, like because there's so many of them. The like heart attacks. They're just yeah, they're just having heart attacks. Like chickens die from all sorts of fucked up shit because they grow so fast. Like he said, I think it was um, like because uh, from a chick to the full grown in like six weeks, they get to like six pounds or something. That would be like if a newborn baby human got. To be six hundred pounds within yeah. six weeks. Oh, it's
1: absolutely unnatural. Like, it's so crazy, and it's, it's it's pretty fucked up. That's
0: why the free range shit is bullshit because um, they can't walk anyway, so They're they can't fucking get mutants. Out. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, and they don't need hormones because they've been bred like to be the like all the chickens that grew abnormally fast. Those are the ones that they bred every chicken that goes into it. And there's like what five companies that own all of the major chicken farms? Yeah, Purdue and fucking
1: all that shit. Yeah, Tyson, Tyson and and, Purdue, and they yeah.
0: they use what's. Um, cause Spurlock teams up with this farmer who's just down on his luck and trying to teach him the ropes and stuff. And he explains that back in the day, all chicken farmers were paid by the pound, you know, no matter what it was, but then in an effort to kind of make you do better shit, they started the tournament system. And what the tournament system is, is it's, it's pretty much up to the up to big chicken to decide who has the best product so while you might have your while your average chicken's weight might be more than the other they might just not like you for whatever reason maybe you talk to the press maybe this so they knock you down on the list of chicken farms and you get paid less it's really fucked up like it's totally crazy and they said they, sell, they sent them shit products, too. Yeah, they like because they have to supply you with the chicks, yeah. and so they might send you a whole bunch where the chicks are sick, but you still raise them, and then that chicken it's still not, gets, you, it's still even gets your sold. It's not
1: fucking fault at the end of the day, dude. Yeah. It's messed up
0: yeah it's not based on how much you produce it's based on how much they like you like that that's the that's That's the kind of shit
1: that's capitalism 101 right there oh 100 it's
0: nuts um but he does open up his restaurant and his restaurant's pretty fucking cool actually like because like while, while everyone's in there his whole thing is he wants to make the most perceived healthy but tasty chicken sandwich while being honest yeah while being honest about it so he gets to say like, "Oh, and it's so funny." He goes with these two experts on how to design fast food restaurants, and they're like, "Look at the Chipotle bag. It's like it says all these random words. They don't mean it. Like quality, good, farm fresh. It's- oh, that's another bullshit one. Farm to table. Everything is fucking farm to table." Yeah, with, it didn't come from my fucking apartment. Everything is farm to table. <laughs> like if, if you're eating any vegetable or animal product, it came from a farm, and now it's on your table. It's all farm to table. You're an idiot it's, if, yeah. if you choose that over something that doesn't. It, it say that.
1: like really and. It, um, Sorry to be redundant, but, it, like, it exposes the, like, frescata options and right. all the shit. Like, when you walk into a Wendy's or, or a fucking Burger King, like, yeah, and you go to the bathroom, it's just, like, quality, right. fresh, and it's just montage shit. It and doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Like, it, you can legally lie about that, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not even, like, it's, it's all subjective things. It's not so. a truth or a no, lie. it is a lie. like. <laughs> yeah. It's not quality. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You know quality. what I mean? Like just yeah. because your lettuce isn't brown doesn't mean it's quality. But if
0: you just throw the word quality up on the wall, like you're not saying anything in particular is quality. That's what I'm saying. You it's know, subjective yeah. meaning. It, it, yeah, it's totally bizarre. And also they they showed like oh like watch they like, they go into a Wendy's they're like look at all these pictures of salads like surrounding the baconator picture like oh, yeah. you're seeing that and so you're like oh yeah I got the baconator like the worst thing you could possibly get but like your mind has already told you that you're making an okay choice because look how fresh everything is dude if
1: i it, sorry to get off track but if i wanted to like trick people into buying my t-shirts or whatever like i would there's so many scummy ways to like do that oh and sure I, and i've seen people do that
0: dude uh, ethically I, I, sourced cotton i yeah. can't
1: fucking live with myself yeah like but big corporations don't give a shit that's their job it's, it's too a big number game yeah. it's a number game
0: yeah it's it's too big but that shit's like
1: that's why I'm saying this documentary is like, <laughs> it was. Fortunately, the guy made who made it a little sus, but yeah. it was good. It, like, it, I was stoked on it. I was like, yeah, fuck
0: everyone. Me too. No, it, it's super Me too. Uh, the reason why no one saw it, and the reason why. Uh, It wasn't as big as the first one uh, we'll get to, but when when he opens up the the restaurant, people are in there, and there are lines out the door, and his whole thing was, we have the grilled crispy chicken sandwich. Brilliant. Totally redundant. Love it. They they use charcoal powder to paint on, uh, with a stencil, to paint on grill marks on a fried chicken patty. And told everyone. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, it's uh, hormone-free, free-range chicken, like, all that shit's true, but it doesn't mean shit. And so lines out the door, but the longer people are in the restaurant, they start looking around, and all the the words and shit that he has on the walls it's like like one of the chickens like i'm so good i could barely walk and then it's like (laughs) has like did you know that chickens get to be this big and they die of all this shit um also it's like oh like just there's just crazy shit this motherfucker made a banksy yeah, yeah. It's a Banksy. <laughs> it's no, a Banksy. What, all I was day. thinking about that the entire time. I was yeah. like, this is like a Banksy restaurant. It is really cool. Now, one would think that due to the vast success of Morgan Spurlock's previous films and television projects, it would be a no brainer to want to be the distributor of the sequel to Supersize Me. However, in December of twenty seventeen, amid the rise of the Me Too movement, Morgan Spurlock told on himself. <laughs> 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 again, this is literally like um... again, okay. There's two ways to look at this. One, it's, like, admirable. Like, okay, you're owning up to the fucking shit that you've done. But also, like, way to fuck over yourself. Like, hey, teacher, you forgot to give us homework. Like, kind of a thing. Like, no one was, like... (laughs) That's either...
1: So he told himself for being a little creepy. I'm sure Ryan will get into it. Oh, yeah.
0: But that's either
1: a documentarian being like, I want to say something important that these people fucking... Like see the other side of it, or flip the camera on yourself and say your side of the story, right. and like confessing to being like sketchy or whatever. But on the other side of it, it's like, oh, I'm about to get canceled. I should say something before someone else does.
0: Right. It, like, right? He talks about that, and yeah. that's
1: the weird shit.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, it could also be an experiment for like I too. Like <laughs> I'll be I coming. I out, feel yeah. like
1: he's like, oh no, I'm famous, and I did a, a lot of bad. I did things. a lot of bad Dude, shit. No, yeah. Seriously, no one's telling on themselves. No, no. He's no. full of shit.
0: Yeah. So, in an open letter posted to his Twitter, Spurlock explains that he not only had been accused of rape, but also paid a settlement in a sexual harassment case. On top of this, he went on saying that he had cheated on every wife he's had, and also regularly addressed his female assistant as "hot pants" or "sex pants." He was covering all the bases. Sex pants? <laughs> yeah, you don't. Hey,
1: sex pants. Who the fuck?
0: You don't sex know? Pants? You don't know what
1: sex pants are? No,
0: <laughs> I know. Am I wearing them? I don't. know I'm understand. wearing sex shorts right now. Yeah, <laughs> but like sex pants. That's like like he doesn't like. Again, gonna sound really fucked up here. It's like you don't even know how to like sexually harass someone. Who calls someone sex pants? Yeah, I'd be like, what'd you just say to me? Yeah, yeah. Like re- no, I mean re- like repeat I mean, I, that
1: sex pants? Huh?
0: Yeah, like but what? Like what do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> like these like, are
1: like brown cargo pants. <laughs> like uh, yeah,
0: are brown cargo pants they, sex
1: pants? Last time you called me sex pants, I was wearing
0: different pants. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Are they confused. Are they both sex pants? Wait, is it? Are these pants hot or are these sex? every pants I wear sex? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He then details his long history of drinking, being sure to not blame his behavior on that alone, though. He apologizes over and over, stressing the fact that his career was built on finding the truth, and he must now tell his truth. Blah, blah, blah. I actually have the open letter here, uh, so I'll read a little bit um, from this. I'm so mad his documentary was good. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. As I sit around watching hero after hero, man after man fall at Hey hold the, on <laughs> Sentence one,
1: I don't believe you.
0: I know. Sentence one <laughs> You full of shit. You're man. scared. They just being taken down. The fall at the realization of their past indiscretions. I don't sit by and wonder who will be next. I wonder when will they come for me? Fuck you. <laughs> you see, I've come to understand after months of these revelations that I am not some innocent bystander. I am also part of the problem. Uh, Let's we'll skip. Oh, here we go. Uh, over my life, there have been many instances that parallel what we see every day in the news. When I was in college, a girl who I hooked up with one night on a one night stand accused me of rape not outright. There were no charges or investigations, but she wrote about the instance in a short story writing class and called me by name. A female friend who was in the class told me about it afterwards. I was floored. That's not what happened, I told her. That wasn't how I remembered it at all. In my mind. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, in my mind. It's like I was eating a fish fillet. Yeah, Yeah, it was day 26. (laughs) I was a little horny. Uh, We'd been drinking all night and went back to my room. We began fooling around. She pushed me off and we laid in bed and talked and laughed some more and then began fooling around again we took off our clothes she said she didn't want to have sex so we laid together and talked and kissed and laughed and then we started having sex light bright she said i should have prefaced this by the way this is like this isn't funny but it's just fucking bizarre
1: it's bizarre that he
0: he tweeted this whole thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like he has a guilty
0: conscience. He had to he no, he made a uh, there's twitlonger, which is like a, a way to post things to your Twitter like that are too long got to it, tweet. Got it, got it. Yeah, so it's it's uh, twitlonger.com. Light bright she said. What? Light bright. The kids toy. That's all I can see and think about she said. And then she started to cry. I didn't know what to do. We stopped having sex and I rolled beside her. I tried to comfort her, to make her feel better. I thought I was doing okay. I believe she was feeling better. She believed she was raped. That's why I'm part of the problem. Uh, He goes, he says, I'm part of the problem. Like it's almost set up in stanzas, like a, like a poem. Like he says, you know, infidelity, you know, he talks about, oh, I've been doing all this shit behind their backs. My wife's backs, I hurt them. The worst part is I've done that, you know, to the people close to me. I am part of the problem, but why? What caused me to act this way? Is it all ego or was it the sexual abuse I suffered as a boy and as a young man in my teens abuse that I only ever told to my first wife for fear of being seen as weak or less than a man. Is it because my father left my mother when I was a child? It's like, this is him turning the camera around. Now it's becoming a self serving apology.
1: Sure. And like, uh, I get the like, trying to be like completely open and honest angle, but like, it's not appropriate, dude. And like, yeah. it's like, just
0: say the shit that you did and like, you can work all that shit out in therapy, but yeah, just apologize. That's an and excuse. Admit your wrongdoing. If
1: you want to fucking like put yourself out there and be like, I- maybe I'm like a problem, you know? Yeah. Don't excuse it at the end. No way, man.
0: Yeah, it's backpedaling. So after this admission of guilt, some employees of his production company, Warrior Poets, ugh, came out and confirmed. Ugh, yeah, Warrior Poets, please. <laughs> in, in mind. He's guilty. That's like a spoken word troop like that Like no one would go see.
1: <laughs> hey, guys. Like i are have... Warrior Poets. I was Sorry like, hey, we got go to, another to, bar. Tonight, but, uh, <laughs> to drive here. to East Hollywood
0: tonight, but
1: thank you and the 13 people here.
0: Where I live. Yeah. <laughs> so employees of Warrior Poets came out and confirmed the claims it was then when Morgan Spurlock stepped down from his own company the company he founded in 2004 the same year as Super Size Me's release Despite the scandal, the original distributor of the fi- Despite the scandal and the original distributor of the film YouTube Red backing out of their deal, Samuel Goldwyn Films picked it up and released Super Size Me 2 Holy Chicken on several streaming platforms in 2019. And that's the story of Super Size Me. So, what does it all mean? Well, I guess it means that telling the truth is a good thing to do. It's also a good thing to try and use your art or public platform to improve people's lives or warn them of danger, but it is not good or righteous to do so in a biased way that not only leans towards your own beliefs, but also bends the truth in the process. Supersize Me and Supersize Me 2 are great documentaries, but Morgan Spurlock always came off as kind of a douche, and what do you know it? It turns out he is. Supersize that, creep. You frat boy bitch. (laughs) Yeah, fine Gamma, fuck you. <laughs> Fucker, uh, don't beat me up, frat guys. I know you're not all uh, McDonald's scarfing rapists. <laughs> 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 Maybe you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah looking like, at right be be like, like, What are you like, talking hey, about? Like, don't go that far. <laughs> what do you mean, the nut? <laughs> All right. So, folks, uh, if you're a listener of Culture Dumps, which if you're hearing this, you are, we want your artwork. We want to send you a whole bunch of free, cool Culture Dumps stuff, Beanie Babies and things from Woodstock 99 and all kinds of stuff in exchange for a new logo. Um, You know, make sure it's a square, but you can email that to culturedumps at gmail.com or send it to us on Instagram. Dog, I'm right in front of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I will – (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I already stole one of your beanie babies. I'll make you a logo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so send us send us your your fan art as they as they call it. We really would like to see it, and we will make it worth your while. Uh, Eric, our guest today, Eric D. Make sure you follow Meth Syndicate on Instagram. He's got all kinds of fun stuff that it's very suit. it's so zany. Yeah, it's zany, zany, it's zany brainy, so. like the smart kids toy store from back <laughs> in the day. Uh, make sure if you want more episodes um, that aren't necessarily full dumps, like our side series Squirts, where we discuss whatever we want very loosely, or docu dumps, which supersize me could have been a DocuDump, but obviously there was way too much there to just be a DocuDump. Follow us on Patreon. Subscribe. It really helps us out. Patreon.com slash CultureDumps. And follow us on Instagram at CultureDumps. Uh, I'm Ryan Licton. Been joined by Eric D. Keep on dumping. Dump it.